Welcome to the Love or Leave the Law podcast with your hosts, Adam Olette and Casey Berman. Thanks for joining us. Hey, welcome back to Love or Leave the Law podcast. This is Adam Olette. I'm joined with my cohort and my friend, Casey Berman. Hello Casey, there. Uh, what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about why the law sucks. <laughs> Hopefully, you didn't ruffle any feathers. Uh, we want to throw that out. We kind of like that uh, title for this episode. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things, but no, seriously, it is really around from a macro industry level, um, as well as ultimately in later episodes, kind of dive in individually for each of us. You know, what is it about the law that that just isn't working? Uh, that's not in alignment with customers and with the market out there. That's not in alignment with with us as individuals. So we really want to do a little IRAC and spot the issues of what's going on uh, so we're aware of it. Um, now, don't worry. We're also going to talk about why the law is great. We're going to have other people come on and talk about their thriving practices and so on. Like we talked about in the last episode, we're going to cover all the bases here. But really, right now, today, in this episode, what we want to talk about is just what's not right um, and why the law sucks. So. Uh, first, and we're going to kick off, and Adam, and I know you have uh, a lot of ideas about this, but you know, I think first off from just kind of a general, put our economics hat on, put our market researcher hat on, you know, what is going on at a macro level as, as in the legal industry? What, why is it so rough? Well, when I wrote the, my book called Raising the Bar, I wanted to take a look at these things because I wanted to answer a lot of these questions for myself and understanding that the profession has been in a free fall, slippery slope downward, as I said in the last episode, for a long time. And there's plenty of reasons for it. And understand that this is just our opinions, okay? I, uh, there's a lot of aspects about being a lawyer that I absolutely loved. I mean, overall, it is a great profession to be in, but we've got a lot of challenges. And so today, on this episode, we're gonna talk mostly about the profession in general, as Casey said. And we're going to offer solutions to all this. And uh, then we're going to talk about how it's difficult as a person, as a lawyer, to be in this profession. And then we are. We're going to talk about good stuff. So this isn't about bashing the profession because uh, it's just about being honest. That's all it is. And so when... And Adam, I just want to say, you know, bashing things is not what my energy, it's not It's not Adam's energy. I think... You know, what we've really looked at since the uh, uh, the Great Recession, 08 and 09, was the change in the industry. And a lot of these jobs aren't coming back. And, and Adam and I have also worked and done a lot. We just kind of geek out on these new trends that we're seeing from outsourcing to technology to how certain aspects of the law is being commoditized. So a lot of what we're doing here today and in future episodes is to really help prepare you with an outlook on where the industry is going, how you can change your practice and your value add, um, or how you can look to leave the law into other areas. Because the last thing you want to do as a person with kids, with family, with a career, is to become commoditized. So how do you continue to differentiate yourself? How do you take your skills and strengths and really be able to provide value to your clients as an attorney or elsewhere? So that's really the spirit that's driving a lot of this. Well, in some of the future episodes, we are going to talk about how uh, the profession in general, a lot of what we do is already being outsourced all over the place, including technology. Technology is going to be a massive disruptor to our profession. 
and rightly so. Um, it's dis technology is disrupting every profession and in most businesses, most big corporations are get getting disrupted. And so um, this is about your future, really. And um, this podcast is all about you, really. That's all it, it is to it. But it, and that's okay. What, you know, one thing that we want to talk about is how do you as a person innovate? How do you individually do new things, innovate, kind of become a thought leader? So there's a lot here that this may seem like Greek to you going, innovate? What is Casey talking about? But <laughs> there's a lot that we really want to talk about. Um, so while the uh, we are focusing on why it sucks now, that's really to really find the issue and kind of have that that moment where we uh, uh, really be frank about what the situation is to to help us move forward. So Adam, let you know I'm always curious because we know about you know Legal Zoom and Rocket Lawyer and all of these uh, type of services that have come out that some lawyers have jumped on, others haven't. I mean, where you see you know as as we look at the industry now, you know what's sort of your take? First of all, I'm interested in in like where you really see technology. Uh, affecting it, a lot of what we know already, and, and where you see things going from a from a technology standpoint, this disruption in the, the legal market. Well, there are softwares now that we are going to talk about on this podcast that can revolutionize the way you practice law. Not only doc preparation and um, just doing routine tasks that you never would have thought a computer could do. I literally replaced a secretary and a paralegal with some software. Uh, and it's only grown since then. And so what we're coming up against is the document preparation that attorneys used to have to do uh, is going to be done online where someone just goes in and starts to select what they want. Family lawyers are going to have a difficult time coming down the road. So are state planning attorneys because of this disruption in the technology. Uh, litigators may have a hard time with it too. I think every area of the law is going to be impacted by technology. And there's people out there, there's companies out there right now that are looking to replace us. And so what, why we're gonna talk about this later, and I'm gonna jump into why the law sucks, but Casey and I love to talk about all kinds of stuff. So we may go off on tangents, but it's all gonna be relatively, um, it's gonna be directed towards you and helping you. But one of the things we wanna do with this podcast is to help you grow as a person, as a business person. And uh, no matter what kind of uh, economic terms we're in, if we're in a recession, doesn't matter. And I'm going to tell you the stories of uh, my path in 2006 and seven and eight, where there was the worst real estate market that we had ever seen in our lifetimes uh, and how I was able to thrive in that kind of market. But I had to hit bottom first. But so there's there's going to be plenty of episodes on disruptors. And we're going to talk about a couple different books by P Peter Diamandis, uh, where he talks about how every every single area of business is being disrupted by technology in general. But the, the, the topic of today is why does the legal profession suck? And what, why I created that term suck and why, why the law sucks.com is a website I got, which I want to start to introduce the exact stuff we're talking about today to other lawyers and to teach exactly what we're doing here. So if you don't find the podcast, you're going to find some of this somehow regardless, but you're here with us today. And so why does the legal profession suck? Well, I started looking at it and I'm like, I talked to some old time attorneys as I was writing my book, my first book anyways, I've got a few more on the horizon here. And, um, and so I knew that lawyers were happy for a long time. So I started asking around into my little niche of people and I said, can anybody connect with 
connect me with any attorneys that were practicing in the 60s. And uh, I didn't. I found one guy that was practicing in the 50s, and he was 93 or 94. I think in the late 50s he started, and he was still pretty on it. I got to speak with him and his son, who's also an attorney. Uh, and then I, I had lunch with a, an ex-judge who's now a mediator, and he started in the 60s, and his friend, uh, who was a litigator for a long time and got out of the law and is just a businessman now. And um, along with a bunch of other people that I just met at networking events that were a little bit older and, and were alive and practicing in those times. And they said, you know what? It was a different place. It was a different uh, profession. And I said, well, why do you think we've gone down this road and why is it so hard now? And so they gave a couple different scenarios. And I'd already written uh, portions of the book about this problem. And they reiterated to me exactly what I was thinking, what I was intuiting. And that is, there's a whole lot of us in the profession, a lot more than should be. And so when I got home from that lunch with the, uh, the ex-judge and um, the uh, litigator, I went and I started to research uh, how many lawyers we have today. And then yeah. how many lawyers were there in 1960? Because these guys were all talking about the early 60s and even into the 70s. Um, once the 80s hit, things really started to, to take a dump, as they say. Um, you'll hear a few cuss words out of my mouth. Casey doesn't have a potty mouth because he has kids. But uh, if I drop a couple cuss words, you'll have to bear with me. It's just my personality, and I'm going to be real. So, so when I looked at the numbers, um, it, was out, it was just amazing to me. We have four more, four times more lawyers than they did in 1960. Four times more lawyers. Right now, we're probably inching up towards 1.4, 1.5 million lawyers in this country, in the United States, regardless of where you're living or listening to this. There'll be people listening to this all around the world. But the legal profession is overcrowded everywhere, all over the place. Yeah. A lot of countries uh, have taken the legal system we have in our country here. And they have modeled it. For what reason, I don't know. I guess because there is money to be made or there used to be money in it and it's been very saturated. But so when you look at four times more lawyers than 1960 and the population still has yet to double from 1960, you see our problem. Now, I've talked to a lot of people about this, attorneys mostly, and they've said, well, you know, that number is misleading. And I said, tell me how, because I already knew the answer. They said, well, there's niches now. There, are, there used to be a lot of general, right, Casey? I mean, there was a lot of general attorneys back in the day. Yeah. And now there's a lot of niches. I mean, I was in real estate and I did, you know, a lot of other stuff. But um, that doesn't take away from the fact that we have too many lawyers in every niche. I mean, that's all there is to it. So I was like, why do we have so many lawyers? Why? Well... Because the media, one, has dramatized being a lawyer as something amazing and yeah. super and exciting and there's so much money to be made. And, and I started to uh, have my paralegal at the time. I asked her, go online and I want you to research every single TV show, book, uh, movie that was written or done around lawyers. And yeah. I had her put it in a spreadsheet and it's in Raising the Bar book. And I just, I was blown away. Uh, I was blown away by the number of books. And, you know, John Grisham was one in the 80s and still is going where it's all about dramatizing the law. And then when you put that together with the fact that a lot of our parents 
said, be a doctor or lawyer. You know, I mean, you heard it from your parents, didn't you, Casey? Oh, yeah. And, and I you're absolutely right about all of these intangible forces that drove people to apply to law school. It's, it's crazy to people can roll their eyes and say, really, L.A. law in the 80s is what drove a lot of people to apply to law school. And yeah, all of yeah. that stuff did. Yeah. It didn't help us. And so as you I, I, the demarcation line for me, when I looked at all the data that I had compiled and then my paralegal compiled and that I could find online was to kill a mockingbird. That was like the start of that media frenzy in terms of movies and books and TV shows, because that was really when TV started coming out. I mean, in, in that Perry, time. Perry Mason. I mean, I'm 42, so we're dating ourselves. But I remember seeing reruns of Perry Mason that my my parents, my grandmother would watch in the yeah. in the 80s, you know, and that was made in the 50s, 60s. So you've got those pop culture uh, phenomena that comes out through TV. Everybody's watching it. And soon you become programmed that that's the way to go. And, yeah. and doctors and lawyers were always uh, the you know good, reputable uh, roles to follow. But um, I see it all the time in people through Leave Law Behind where there's not really a definitive reason they applied. They just they just did. You yeah. just do it. Yeah. Well, and and so our parents, a lot of our parents are saying doctors or lawyers. And, you know, for me, um, I wasn't very good at science or math. So the law was the way I went. And, and, uh, unfortunately, you know, the argument is if you're good at arguing, you should be a lawyer. And I heard that a lot because I'm very good at arguing. That's not a reason to go to law school, but people do. Um, yeah. you know, so, so here, here I am going to law school and then my sister becomes a doctor, i.e. a chiropractor because she didn't really align with medical doctor stuff. She wanted to be more natural, holistic, but, um, so we have all of these influences on the profession and, you have lawyers that have made really good livings. I mean, uh, and you see the old timers have money. And so people want to model that stuff. And so as I started looking more deeply into it, and I'm going to get off this soapbox for a second um, after I get past these reasons, but you start to see more people in the 80s, 70s and 80s start to go to law school. And now we're graduating uh, less people, luckily, when I first started to look at the numbers, it was 50,000 people a year graduating from law school in um, 2012, 2013. Now it's dropping because I think people are finding out that there are so many students that are going into law school and graduating, passing the bar. And a lot of these young lawyers can't find jobs. They can't find jobs. And so what's happening with that is they they get out, they can't find a job at a firm, so then they hang a shingle. And you know, Casey, as well as I, and anybody that's gone to law school, they don't teach you real life in law school. We don't learn real life. We learn book life, and we learn how to read cases, and Iraq, and how to spit back facts, and all that. But we don't learn a lot about real life, and how to be a business person, and how to practice law. And luckily, there are law schools that have um, programs that help with this, but there needs to be a lot more real world stuff. So you have all these people out there now over the past, probably since I graduated. Uh, I graduated in 97. From the mid nineties on, you've got a ton of people graduating from law school. And when I came out, the market wasn't super saturated. Uh, I found a job relatively easy. But I also had a book of business uh, that came with me for real estate closing. So I guess it would have been easier for me because I had 
my mother's business that was a real estate brokerage and she had a bunch of agents and so that helped me but uh regardless you have an overcrowded uh competitive marketplace for lawyers and you have when that happens economically speaking in, in terms of economics you have uh more lawyers than you have clients and when you look at that in terms of macro and microeconomics, you start to understand that when you have too many lawyers and not enough clients, that's where I feel, in my humble opinion, that personal injury law started to come about and was born. <coughs> and then you start to see, uh, especially talking with these old timers, they start to, to talk about, and the judge is sitting there telling me, you start to see a lot of baseless suits coming. And I'm like, why do you think that is? And he said, because we've got too many lawyers and they're manufacturing lawsuits to be able to pay the bills. So, you know, I don't have a lot of judgment on that because I understand most people do what they've got to do to make money. But in, in uh, the arguments that I make in my book, I, I talk about the fact that when you manufacture a lawsuit to make money, and I'm not saying any of you are doing this. I'm saying that, it gets done. It happens in our profession. And this is part and parcel why we are the butt of jokes, why we we um, used to be respected and we're somewhat respected still just because we have power. We have power. We can file a lawsuit against somebody even if it has no merit, but it puts somebody through the ringer. You look at, we're recording this right now, right before the presidential election, and you see uh, what Donald Trump does. He threatens to sue everybody because he understands the power that that, word i'm gonna the words i'm gonna sue you have and, and you know the, the the people i talk with a lot <clears throat> we've lost behind you know many of them come to me so many of them a, a lot of small uh solos or in small firms that say i just i can't make any money i i i'm in debt uh, i can't pay my bills i mean i have spoken with so many attorneys who are having money problems and it's unfathomable and society doesn't believe it. People say, oh, you gotta be kidding. You're an attorney, of course you can make money. And exactly. the clients aren't out there. Uh, they're not, these are people who are not gonna manufacture lawsuits. Um, so they don't have money coming in. They're doing yeah. second jobs. They're working overtime, doing things they aren't that good at, which is the networking part, which is the bringing in business part, which is the administrative part. So there are so many unhappy attorneys and I think a lot of it goes to the fact that the business just isn't out there. Yeah. They're not making the money. They're scrambling. They're they're having trouble paying their bills. They're they're having to work second jobs. I mean, you just you wouldn't hear this in LA law and and in the 70s, 80s and even 90s that Very true. This, this would happen to an attorney, but it is now. There there are really a lot of poor attorneys and they don't know what else to do and they feel stuck. And so I'm seeing it firsthand. Um, and so to the point of why does the law suck, one reason is there's just not enough business. And it doesn't mean yeah. that they necessarily should leave the law or they're bad lawyers or anything like that. It just means that the the, the inflow, the demand uh, at this point, it just isn't there. Well, and it's going to continue to get worse as far as clients. There's not going to be as many clients because people are waking up to the the fact that litigating and stuff in terms of, of fighting with someone else isn't worth it. I don't care if you're in court or you have an arbitration or media, it doesn't matter. 
none of it is worth it for the most part. And I tried to talk everybody that came into my office out of litigating. Um, but this is why we're here, Casey. We're here to help people either find a niche in the law where they can do good things and do right by people and create raving fans, or they say, hey, this isn't for me and I'm going to take my skills and my unique genius, as you call it. I call it life purpose, and we're going to delve deeply into those two ideas. They're the same, but they're different. We have different angles of teaching them, and but they all come together in a very powerful way. But the the understanding that I have for my own life is that when there aren't a lot of clients, you get out there and network and you figure out ways of getting in front of your ideal clients to find them. This is what I did in for the majority of my law school or my um, uh, being a lawyer. And I want to teach you how to do that. So let's wrap up this episode by talking about a couple more things. Why were the attorneys back in the day regarded with high, uh, they had high standards and they were high, highly regarded. Well, because most of them came from small communities. And even if you were in a, in a larger community, it was a smaller community in terms of if you did something that wasn't correct or right or uh, fabricating something or lying, people found out about it. It's harder today because the communities are bigger, but there was honor. There was an, in it was integrity back in the day. And you knew if you tried to pull some shit with somebody else that it would come back to bite you. People don't care that much about that anymore and they're just looking to make the money. There is a lot of greed in our profession. There is, and I hate to say it, but there is, and it is a problem. And my goal is to show you how you don't have to have that malicious intent and greed in order to be a really good lawyer and give our profession a better name like I've tried to do throughout the years. Uh, we all try to do that. We strive to do that, but most people don't know how to do it. So we don't learn business tools in law school. There's no training. We've overly dramatized the profession. Um, and it's gotten pretty bad. Now I, I met a lawyer who loves practicing law. We're going to talk about these kinds of lawyers. There are lawyers that love practicing law and this is what I want for you, but not a lot of us are there, but I started uh, talking to her and, and she, I met her at a book conference and I was looking to, to publish my book and all that. And she had written a book and she works with the ABA on some bunch of stuff and she does estate planning. She's been a lawyer for a long time. And I started to talk to her about my book and she called me and she says, you know, I just don't know if I agree with the propositions that you're putting forward in your book. And I said, well, that's good because there's always differing perspectives. Every single one of us has a different perspective about anything. None of us are the same, right? We don't have the same fingerprints. And, you know, the, the difference becomes when I started to talk to her about the fact that the bar associations are scrambling because there's lots of suicides happening as uh, in our profession. There is an overabundance of drug and alcohol addiction happening. And so don't you know, once I got off the phone with her, I said, let's continue this conversation because I want to send you some of the research that I've got so that you really see it because she couldn't see it. She was kind of caught up in this, I love the law, lawyers are great. And I'm like, okay, good. This is what I want to help others find, but this is not what I'm seeing in my own life, in my own world as far as legal profession. So don't you know, Casey, that about two days later, CNN.com had a, an article that was uh, just a story about this, something they had on the television um, network, cable network. And it was all about lawyers committing suicides. And I sent that to her along with a couple other articles that I had uh, researched and found. 
And she emailed me back. She says, two words, I'm listening. Because yeah. then she's, she's seeing her microcosm of her world didn't have that in it. But I was looking at a bigger picture and it was it was different. Yeah, there's a great site called lawyerswithdepression.com by my friend Dan Lukasik, who uh, we'll have on the show, have on an episode in the future. And he writes a lot about all the suffering from, uh, you know, uh, alcohol abuse and drug abuse and just the anxiety and the depression. And I, I hear you, Adam. I mean, I think that some people love it. And those are the people we want to bring on this uh, show to 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 share their insights, to share what's happening with them. But there's so many, many people that are not. And, you know, we talked about in the beginning about, you know, why the law sucks. And there's a lot of reasons um, the fact that the business has changed, there's less clients, there's less demand or a different type of demand, you know, has caused people to realize that the, the type of role that lawyers play is is really different. And for a lot of people, when they're not able to make the money, when they're making money, but it's um, a lot less compared to the work they're doing when there's uh, fiduciary duty and anxiety and stress, you know, a lot of unhappiness comes comes out of that. And so. Yeah. We want to we want to see all these different angles, and uh, again, I think one theme that runs through this is to let everybody know that they're not alone, and if they need help, um, whether it's leaving the law, whether it's finding a new practice, or if they need sort of professional help, you know, there's there's all these resources that are out there. Because yeah. when you hear about suicides and you hear about this, it's it's so sad uh, and just heartbreaking to see where people are going when when there's a lot of opportunities to to change things around. So when she said, "I'm listening." You know, when when she saw the stats, we want to open those eyes to everybody and also ultimately, you know, give people that hope and a path to to take those steps and move forward. So that's right. So we're going to wrap this episode up and and we're going to talk about some better things in the next episode. But we're going to talk about some real world stories that Casey and I both have from uh, our lives where he's helped his clients and customers leave the law and their stories of success. And then I'm going to talk about my discussions with lawyers uh and why they were so unhappy so we're gonna we're gonna take it to like a micro level um where we talk about individuals and in the next episode more than likely is unless we we really get into this more deeply this episode or the next episode after that who knows we're going to talk about some solutions you have not just the profession because as i said before the profession changes when we do the world changes when we do and uh, Gandhi said something similar to that, and he changed. Uh, he got the biggest country in the world at the time, which was England in the UK, out of India, and he never fired a gun, and he never had armies. So um, we're going to get into some real positive stuff. We hate to be negative Nellies, but this is where we need to start, because without understanding the problem, you can't understand the solution. The next episode is going to be about solutions for you individually because this is why you're here you want to learn about solutions for you to help you in your life so we're going to get into that so stick with us we're thankful that you're here and we'll see you in the next episode and if you want to reach us you can get us at contact at love or leave podcast.com you can reach casey at leavelawbehind.com that's his website you can reach me at esquireacademy.com we'll see you in the next episode thanks thanks everyone